0: It's Saturday, September 19th. Welcome to a new episode of Bazaar. I'm your host Sid and with me today is Aman, my school friend, and he actually has a podcast on textiles, which talks about, uh, you know, what's happening in the fashion industry and how you can be a more socially aware consumer. So do check out his podcast. It's called Text
1: Connect. Aman, it's great to have you on the show, buddy. Thank you for having me i thank you for the plugin of my podcast i appreciate that too <laughs> uh, happy to discuss whatever we have today uh, let's get on
0: yeah so this week we'll be talking about the shakeup in the fashion industry and also about the new technologies that are cropping up in this space but you know first i, I re, I'm, I'm really curious aman how do you shop for clothes do you prefer going to the brick and mortar store to the retail outlets And, you know, do it the traditional way? Or
1: are you shifting to the online stuff that's happening? Have you ordered your stuff online? It is, my answer is slightly mixed. So for start, I am a shopaholic. Okay, I love shopping. And also the biggest part of my shopping experience is I like to look at lookbooks. So Hmm. these lookbooks are of brands and like influencers, the social media influencers. So do you know what lookbook is? No, man, no idea. Okay. So it is like catalog of styles. So when a brand comes up with a new collection, they have some looks that people can use for references. Like suppose if I like a t-shirt, but it is mustard in color, and I'm not sure how I can pair that with in my wardrobe. So uh, these lookbooks give you a very good sense of how you can use that specific color and style for, for yourself. Lookbooks actually helps a lot in shopping. So my shopping is a mixture of online and offline because so it's between two categories: formal and uh, casuals. So formal clothes, uh, I will prefer brick and mortar stores, and for casual, I'll go online because Instagram, Flipkart, Agio, all these platforms they have so many varieties and at such cheap prices. So yeah. when things are cheap, I don't have to think before buying. And another thing is that it is about shopping online is the fit. So my formal wear, like t-shirts, trousers, suits, they last a really long time. So I prefer the service of uh, brick and mortar for tailoring. Because people... (laughs) Yes. yeah? Tailoring? Yes. Wow. So tailoring, yes. Because uh, suits and all my formal wear, it lasts a really long time. So I really prefer the tailoring service. So before people give me the judgment smile Uh after they hear the word tailoring... Uh So it, I will say it is of value for people who actually value fit. Uh, I think it is better to shop online for casual clothes because it is use and throw. I mean, don't really use much of those. So cheaper price actually help to uh, switch here and there. Mm. So uh, Siddharth, do you think cheaper price for online shopping makes you want to shop more? I, I mean, I don't shop
0: online or offline. I'm the kind of a person that, you know, I don't even shop. So uh, before COVID, I'll tell you, it's funny. I I used to shop like every six months, once in every six months, when there was this insane 50% off offer in the malls, then I would go out because I would just buy, you know, the formal shirts and the pants and trousers for the office. And after the lockdown, I haven't bought a single thing. I am the worst kind of customer that anyone can ever have. So, you know, because, because I have like five or six t-shirts and around two or three shorts and believe it or not, that's what I've been wearing for the past six months. Like I've, I've not even bought new pair of shorts or any new t-shirt or shirt. So I don't shop a lot, but yeah, if I ever go out, like if I'm, if I'm looking to shop for clothes, then I go to the mall near my house because I like to try out my stuff and, you know, I have never went to a tailor before in my life. So I don't know how that works out because like all the measurements and stuff, I'm sure that, you know, it works out. The fitting is great, I I think. And I think you've also told me about it. Like before when we used to, like when I met you in Bombay, you told me that tailoring is a great way to, you know, just fits you very well. And it's a really good way of buying clothes, but I've still not tried it yet. But yeah, to come to the question, I think the idea of ordering my stuff online, it does not appeal to me because I just want to feel the way it, you know, touches my skin and how it feels on me. And my my biggest concern is that, you know, if I order online and if it does not fit me, then I have to return my stuff back and it's just too much of a hassle, you know, like I, I don't want to spend time doing that. So I've never tried ordering stuff online.
1: Yeah. So uh, okay uh Siddhar, I know you have a 9 to 5 job so fitting issue is not the issue you want to add to your daily schedule because you re- I'm sure you don't have time for that yeah. so brick and mortar is uh definitely alive for retailers like you so that does not mean the end of online or offline you know you it's not mm-hmm. the end of either one it it will go hand in hand so for me personally I think it has to work hand in hand because okay let me explain So I can compare this online and offline in one analogy. So I think I'll compare this to a Netflix and movie theaters. So you can definitely have the subscription of Netflix and you can just stay home and watch all the shows you want. By that, I mean, you can have all the the online stores and you can sit at home and shop anything, but you cannot replace it with the whole idea of watching a movie in the theater so by that i mean you cannot replace the whole experience of shopping in a brick and mortar store so in my one of the podcast in in my podcast i spoke about this in one of my uh, episode about this whole omni-channel way of retailing the new retail business has to follow these omni-channel ways of doing businesses now so because there are three main purposes for this so one is the whole purpose of the physical store now so that has to be evaluated And the other thing is uh, enriching users with the experience. And uh, the third is data collection. What do you think is the purpose of the store? Keeping in mind uh, the coronavirus right now, stores are being used for like fulfillment centers and some experience and uh, data are another two pillars to create a vision for the brand.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you because I I feel that, you know, going forward, the purpose of a physical store it's going to be, you know, it's it's going to offer a unique experience because any retail space, not only the uh, retail stores, any retail space, it's all about the experience nowadays. And also, yeah, I mean, it could serve as a fulfillment center. So that's how I think the retail space will pan out. And coming back to the online channel, I think, you know, I've never personally shopped online, okay? I, I don't know how that works out, but my sister does, okay? And yeah. I mean, she orders... Tons of stuff from Instagram, and recently she introduced me to something called a thrift store. I oh nice. Yeah, I swear to God, I had no idea, you know what a thrift store was, and I thought it was just some fancy, you know, uh, like art and craft something kind of like that thing. But (laughs) yeah. yeah. So when my sister explained it to me, it's thrift store is a place where people sell their used clothes. And if you're looking to save money on a dress, then I think, you know, that this store is a perfect place for you. And I think it's really catching on. I mean, a lot of people, my sister knows a lot of people who actually buy stuff from a thrift store, so it is growing. But the main issue I think is that I'll just give you an example. When my sister ordered from a store, a thrift store and the dress was delivered to us, the dress did not fit her. And, you know, then she had to go again, replace that dress and all that hassle, just like I mentioned before. So, you know, it's, it's still in development, but honestly, I think the, you know, the online channel is the future of retail. And as more and more people prefer shopping online, this is here to stay. I mean, this is ultimately going to reduce the physical presence of retail in a in a way. And just like you see, Instagram is so visually appealing here. Yeah. And, and if you can click the right picture, people are going to buy your stuff like people are going to, you know, be attracted to your product. So everyone practically has a mall right now. And if you can just create the, create a brand, create a good Instagram page, you can, you know, you can sell online very easily, not an issue at
1: all. What do you think yeah. about that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. I think it is, it is also very crucial in the online business. So online business and setting up a whole store online is, is like a weapon. And also the ethics also matter of the store owner. Because there is so much advertising in the online platforms, it can be misleading for the customer sometimes. So, you know, what, what they look at, they might not buy. So the, I understand the whole idea of advertisement is for customers to purchase the product and create a demand. So that's fine. But then there are online business owners who want mm. to increase the sales. So they might misuse the whole idea of advertising in their online platforms and which is really cheap to do now. Yeah. So... Uh, coming back to the whole idea of thrift store, uh, I think it is awesome because, uh, in a way, it is actually reducing waste in a broad spectrum. So, thrift store, I believe it is. I think it's a low-budget business. It is easier to set up. So the setup is easy, but I think they need to invest in gear to showcase their product because just using mobile phones to click pictures of a few old clothes, I think it won't it won't cut it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. So let me tell you a story about why i'm emphasizing on the whole gear part because i have a fabric store online myself and i had a customer asking for too many like ways to see a particular fabric so i already have the picture and video uploaded off of a specific uh, fabric already on the page but somehow it was not enough so first it was the picture and it was the video But they still weren't satisfied. So they asked me to click a picture of my inventory and uh, click a picture of a whole roll of a design just to get some idea of how the fabric is going to look. Or there are many other ways for them to understand the fabric as well Mm. as like how big is the design or how flat is the design or if a design is like... It might look small in the picture because we don't know how zoomed in or zoomed out the design is. So that is also a lot of questions that it has to be answered. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Because we can, we can click a picture, but then we also need to know how, how the magnitude of, of the whole design and fabric. So I think these are like small, small things that has to be catered in the online store. So it's not just, you know, just setting up an online store uh, on Instagram, you know, it's easy. Mm. I hope the the customer is not listening to the show. (laughs) (laughs) So my fear of the whole online shopping is uh, as a customer myself, I think it's anyone can just click a picture now and, you know, set up an Instagram account or an online platform and just start a business and you can start selling things tomorrow itself. So I think it is... It is very important aspect to keep in mind about the whole online and advertising and how much you need to invest. of course it is cheap, but there are other things to be solved as well.
0: Yeah. Because like, it's not that easy to determine if someone is authentic or not. I mean, the biggest problem I feel with the online channel is just the level of trust because when you go to a store, you touch the fabric, you feel it, you know that this is what I want to buy. But when you're ordering online and the product comes to you. And if, if it's not a good product, then I think you lose trust. Yeah, because if, yeah. yeah, it is
1: very hard to convey the whole uh, feel factor of the fabric and the texture yeah. through a phone, because it is something you want to wear and you want to make sure it is comfortable. And that is something you cannot translate via pictures on any online platform. I mean,
0: let's see how that works out. Because definitely, I mean, the online channel has a lot of potential. And I'm not excited about shopping or, you know, staying in the trend or something like that. But what excites me is that, you know, the new technology that is cropping up like in, in the fashion industry, in the textile industry. So while I was researching for the show, I came across an article where, you know, industry veterans were saying that, you know, by, by 2026 retail shopping will be integrated in unconventional places like. Uber or Airbnb. So imagine that you, you're taking a cab to work, all right. And yeah. you're stuck, you stuck in traffic and the seat besides you opens up and out comes clothes for you to choose from. I mean, uh, I, I think this would be a dream come true for a lot of people. Like if, if this happens, okay. like they take a cab and they are also able to shop at the same time. I mean, let me tell you, man, yeah. the sales is going to increase yeah interesting definitely so that is something that could happen also i would like to talk about a company called stitch fix i'm i'm sure like you've heard of it it was founded by a very passionate person called Katrina lake and i think the company is doing really well the stock price is off the charts but About the business, what Stitch Fix does is it offers you a variety of clothing and accessories in a box, all right? And you can keep the ones that you like and you can send the rest back. And what Stitch Fix does is it uses that data, you know, to understand your preferences and, you know, the data science behind it. And it delivers a very personal kind of experience. So a lot of companies are doing this nowadays. And technology and data science are going to change the game, isn't it?
1: Yes, yes, yes. I think data is like a huge factor that is, that needs to be integrated in like the whole operational aspect of the businesses, especially in the fashion business.
0: Because honestly, I feel that, you know, retail model is going to go obsolete in a few years, because uh, if you see you need capital to set up a shop, okay, you need to buy the inventory, then you need to hire the people to manage that inventory and the shop. Whereas if you are setting up an online store, all you need is to buy the website, all right literally no inventory. Like I don't think you need to buy an inventory because you can sell as and when you get the order and then you don't need to hire people. Like you can manage it yourself and it is more trendy. Yeah. It is in fashion right now. It's what's trending right now. So I mean,
1: technology will always win in my opinion. Definitely. I think technology is inevitable. It's something we can't stop from. It's, it's an innovation that we can't control. So the benefit is definitely there. I think there are still a lot more uh, retails that's, that are yet to go online, especially in a country like India. So if, if I were to ask you to just guess the number of retailers around your area that you think will be listed online, I, I'm definitely mm-hmm. sure the numbers are not going to be high because it's, you don't know the, the literacy rate for people who are running the retail shops. You don't know if, if they have the knowledge to go online. So I, I'm not sure how it is in your area. I feel I don't know.
0: I mean, if, uh, if I had to guess, I would say around 90% of the shops in my area are
1: not online. They're actually retail or brick and mortar chains. So yeah, yes, I mean, exactly. Yes, exactly. So it, it's still coming up. But then it, it has to be like a lot of I believe the technology should be simple and should be adaptable to begin with like i'm happy to see what whatsapp for business is is doing right now yeah. because whatsapp so whatsapp is definitely they they have this whole feature of whatsapp for business hmm. so do, do you know about it do you use the whatsapp for business so, feature no i i don't use it but uh,
0: definitely i mean i have uh, heard about it and i have come across like i have come across people who use whatsapp business and they actually like it a lot because uh, it it it's good i mean the
1: platform is good and it's a good way to sell your product Yeah, Yeah, it's a very shortcut way to just showcase your business in like a hint, you know, so Mm -hmm. you can create like a catalog of your all like all your products in uh, that you deal with, along with your contact names and addresses. It's, it's so it's like a whole profile you can set up in just a format of a contact. So when you, show, when you share your contact with anybody that also is using WhatsApp, that person can just click on the details of your contact and they can see everything you offer, your detail, your website, your everything. So I mm. think that is very easy for anyone to just adapt to. Very convenient. So, yes, yes, yes. So it's so people who like uh, in India around our area. So if somebody does not have a way to set up an Instagram account or something, but I'm sure they they are definitely sharing contacts so if if mm-hmm. they can just merge few pictures from their phone in in the contact information, I think that will give them some hint of where the technology is developing. So uh, we can't just go ahead too much of go ahead and like talk about too much technology because there are uh, so many people yet in this textile industry because there is a, a lot of there's a huge difference in the scale of doing businesses. Some people are mm-hmm. running a business with which I think probably cost them. I mean, not even a thousand rupee to set up. And some people have invested so much in so much inventory to, you know, thinking to sell it later. So I think small steps to technology like WhatsApp, I think that that is, I'm very happy to see that. Talking about technology, if, if we step like if you step up the game a little bit, technology like VR and data science is actually coming up a lot. So it is yeah. more likely to be implemented in the Western countries because they are more developed and uh, it is it can be easily controlled in how you how you implement the whole technology. So one one example uh, is a company like Dior. So of course it's a um, international uh, luxury brand. So they have these this app called Dior Try On. And it is a VR based app that allows customer to see if a pair of shades fits them and they can actually see how well it fits them and if it is the perfect size for their face. So this whole VR technology detects their whole face and it also puts the product on the face so a customer can have a good look at what they are shopping and what they are going to buy or what the product is going to feel like. So they can, so this is like a very big step ahead in uh, in the accessory game, I think. And that works yeah. very well with the whole fashion. Accessories is a whole another business. But so I, if I, they can manage, yeah. I feel that,
0: you know, we are still very far away, like from VR and all that stuff in India. I think these are just fancy names. And I think it's going to take a long time before something like
1: that happens in India. I feel. Yes. Because, yeah. Like like I mentioned earlier, like WhatsApp for business is is recently like has come into use for a lot of people in in india so i think vr is is a little bit far so so <laughs> but i i'm really fascinated because we can afford to shop luxury item once a while so i think it is very good to have a vr based experience because i don't very really, i don't like really shop for eyewear but if this is the service that i can get at home i think i'll definitely start oh, yeah, shopping no. for such
0: definitely i'm sure would- even if
1: yeah, even if you are in the office, I'm sure you will want to look <laughs> just for the experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and another thing about this technology is data science, like I mentioned earlier. So Google is also getting into the game of whole data science. And they are providing a service called Cloud Asset Inventory. So it helps businesses to uh, track their production and sales pattern and along with some analytics in the software. So that actually gives a very good idea and great direction to planning Mm. for for inventory and before they stock up. So because otherwise, traditionally, people just uh, buy a lot of inventory and hoping that it will sell. So I think data science actually gives you a good numerical way of thinking about how you should plan rather than just going through the ideas. Yeah,
0: I mean, because see, I, I feel if you're in the retail business, inventory management and working capital management, these are the two main things that you need to get right, because if you if your capital is blocked in one place for a very long period of time, then I'm sorry to break it out to you, but your business is not going to do well. So yeah, I mean like data science, VR, all these things. If you can use these technologies to save money, to make your business more efficient, Definitely. I mean, th- the people who implement it in the first place will uh, benefit, will make a lot of yes. money.
1: Yeah. Yes. And you being from a background of a whole finance industry, I, I, I'm sure that what, what you make is definitely justified about whatever you're saying about this.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, inventory management and, you know, it's it's very important. So so one more thing that, you know, we I wanted to focus on was, you know, how big of an industry is India? When it comes to fashion, like ever since this anti-China sentiment that we've been having, I think if the tide turns in our favor, then India could be a very big
1: beneficiary. What do you think? Yes, uh, actually, I think India has a huge potential, I would say. So like right now, India is definitely one of the five biggest economies for for garment and like fashion because of the population, obviously. So uh, I'm really looking forward to players like Geo, Amazon to add a lot of New technologies because that will that will actually enhance the shopping and thus it will like create more demand and it, it will actually create more businesses in India for mm-hmm. and if, if we if we try to boost more make in India uh, campaigns so the home produced uh, things are actually being consumed more rather than importing a lot of garments from abroad so I think that that will actually boost a lot of India's productions we can actually uh, this whole between india and china i think it is it will definitely help india right now
0: yeah because I, I think you spoke about the you know how india also has an advantage in the labor market like i think at present bangladesh or vietnam have the upper hand is it is it that way like right now
1: yes yes uh india actually can use this labor market so at present i think vietnam bangladesh and turkey are like a very big One of the biggest players in in the whole world who are satisfying all the garment requirements of all these international brands. About, I think, 80% of all the brand orders in the world are being satisfied from these three countries. Wow. Because, yes, because Turkey is focused more on the European side and Vietnam and Bangladesh is more from the southeast asia and the american customers mm. over there so uh, with some government's uh, support in india i think if we can boost the production of garments because mm. it india is is definitely bigger than vietnam turkey and bangladesh and we have the resource and capital to scale the production which is scale like like i think 10 times more than what they can so I think with some, with some government incentive, definitely. So for start me, uh, I personally, professionally, I do have in an import export business of Fabric myself. So talking about the government benefits, we do get like a 5% of duty drawback on our exports. So we can transfer this 5% that we get as a drawback from our taxes. We can actually transfer this benefit to the clients further to whoever we are exporting. So that is definitely uh, some incentive, but it is not enough uh, when it comes mm. to competition between inter countries. And also, what what China is doing for the whole world, uh, it is very hard to beat the pace and cost and the variety at which it is providing. Mm-hmm. So India definitely needs to step up because China and India, I think it is it is a comparable competition. You know,
0: definitely. No doubt about it. I mean, it's it's going to take a long time though. Like before we are in a position to compete with China, I mean, we still 15, I mean, conservatively 10 years behind China. And I think that if we can really capitalize on the current anti-China sentiment, we can really benefit from it. Like we can really turn this around and to just give you some numbers, I think India's April Exports were around 15 billion dollars in financial year 2020. All right, and if you look at the global level, I think the global fashion market is worth around 2.5 trillion dollars and it's expected to contract actually by around 20 percent. So, this COVID has not been pretty, it's I mean, people are not going out and they're not going to malls and buying stuff. Even the online ordering has gone down. So yes, I mean, yes. Uh,
1: coronavirus has definitely reduced the spending power for a lot of the customers. And I think shopping for fashion in such difficult times, I think it is the least priority for a lot of customers, I'm sure. Yeah, because so, it definitely takes the, a hit.
0: Even in the short term, I feel only athleisure and comfort where will be the, you know, segments which will see sales growth because I mean, no one's buying formal right now. E- e-commerce players like Geo, like you mentioned, also, I think Mintra is a big player. And all these other e-commerce platforms will continue offering massive discounts because obviously, I mean, they, they don't want to see their top line go down. But yeah, I yes. mean, India has yes. a- also
1: they are- Already they have a lot of uh, inventory that is already stocked up because of the data. Because coronavirus, all of a sudden, it just disrupted everything. So they they do have a lot of inventory that is stocked up. So definitely good discounts are coming up, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, for people who are listening to the show and if you have some money in the side, save that money and wait for the offers to come. And yeah, I mean, uh, this is a great opportunity for India because I think it specializes in woolen and woven products. Which are, which are more advanced than the T-shirts that Bangladesh produces. And like you said, the entire global supply chain has been disrupted. You know, people are actually looking for more local uh, suppliers for local producers. And India can really capitalize on that. Like government should come in, offer more benefits, more incentives, even give tax deductions if possible, and they, they have to make it happen. But I, either ways. Yes either ways i don't think people will ever stop shopping like from a macro perspective
1: i feel that this market this fashion industry is only going to grow in india yeah any 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 development in uh, shopping uh, shopping up, it's definitely in, this is just this whole thing about creating more demand and the need because india is culturally diverse we have so many events and functions so it all calls for some sort of shopping and given the accessory market and like, okay, you can talk about uh, shoes, you can talk about belts, uh, all of these goes hand in hand with mm. the clothes you wear. So it it is like a very domino, so domino effect. So if, if you can shop for a lot of accessories, I'm sure you want to pair those accessories with some new clothes. So then you go and look for new clothes to shop. And based on the convenience of Instagram and online shopping, all of that, it is just going to uh, increase more, more demand for sure. And a lot of shopping.
0: Definitely. But like we are talking about how good it is for business, but you know, what does it mean for the environment or how sustainable is it? What do you think about that? Yes.
1: uh, Personally, I think I'm a huge fan of recycling and sustainability. So I was actually going to come to that point also. So this whole thing about, you know, in the technology and the convenience of shopping is definitely increasing. And the whole aspect of being mindful with all of this is, is slightly missing. Because uh, that's where the whole environment conversations come in. So right now, about 1.7 billion tons of carbon is actually being uh, produced in the global fashion industry. So I think that that is is huge. While we're trying to build more and grow more, I, I think we are not talking much about the health of the planet. So waiting for the government to fix the problem, I, I don't think it is sufficient. <laughs> I, will, I, like, I will personally want to request the listeners to, I think, spend some time learning, to, learning about the fabric and the pollution that it creates. Uh, I think those are small efforts that are actually in the hands of the consumer to do their part of stopping pollution. So I think in about 20 years time, if, if we don't do anything about the sustainability and recycling, I think a clean water and fresh air is only going to be something for the rich. So Siddharth, you better be prepared to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> or actually, let me frame how rich are you?
0: <laughs> well, uh, my friend, I'm a lot richer after talking to you. And oh. Yeah, a lot and richer in
1: terms of wisdom.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. There's a different perspective of how I look at being rich. And talking to you, I feel more wealthy. I feel more rich. And like you told me about, you know, learning about fabric pollution and stuff. So, if anyone wants to learn about pollution, how the fabric plays out, and any, anything about textile, do check out Aman's podcast. It's called Text Connect. And This guy is amazing. Like you, you have any doubt about textiles or fashion. You can just reach out to him. I'll drop the links in the description below. Do check it out. Aman. I had a pleasure, you know, doing this with you and I'm looking forward to have you more on the show.
1: Oh, uh, thank you so much uh, for inviting me. I think I had a great time uh, recording this with you, my friend. It's a good catch up and also a lot of good discussions. And I think like these topics are definitely something to be discussed more often. And I think if people are interested in it, I think we are doing our part for educating other people. So thank you for your podcast too.
0: Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, buddy. And that does it for today's edition of Bazaar. People on the show may have certain recommendations to buy or sell, but don't buy or sell based on what you hear. Do your own research before you take any investing decision. If you have any suggestions, if you have any feedback for the show, you can reach out to us at thebazaarpodcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next week.